This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey, fellas. I love the podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I'm your host, Giuseppe, and with me once again is Turtle. And Turtle, we are recording the day after our uh, recap show because we found out there was no Thursday football this week. And not only that, but we tried taking a look at the matchups and, you know, the lines and all the other stuff. It was impossible. So we made an executive decision to to do the podcast on a separate day, and now Turtle that we've had a day to to reflect. What what uh, what did you think about the fact that they moved that game for uh, the the Baltimore Pittsburgh game? Because that was one of my would you rather's right? Like, do you want these random weekday games, or do you just want them to cancel a game when it comes to something like this with COVID? I love weekday games. Um, really, even a Wednesday weekday game? Uh, at two forty p.m. my time was uh, that was trash. So, like, like I said, I skipped that game. Um, Monday night specifically, like if they paired them up, I, I if they had a three game Monday night, like that's always really nice. Okay, um, so it's kind yeah, of yeah, not just like Tuesday or yeah, okay, not just Tuesday or Wednesday, but like, like that. Like I said, Wednesday two forty one was just uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, Tony, I mean, what, what do you think? Like, for me, I hate the randomization of it. Like, I'm a creature of habit, and I need a routine, and the NFL has been routine for years. I mean, it's fine when they add things like a Thursday night game or something like that because there was already college football that night, but, you know. Yeah, I it, like, I was working while trying to watch that game, <laughs> and, like, I had huge fantasy implications going on, so I was trying to, like, pay attention to the game. And then the game was awful, so I stopped watching the game. Uh, so I, you know, it didn't mean much to me. I mean, I would have rather, I would actually rather have them cancel it, to be tr- yeah. to be honest. So that's where that's where I'm at with things. It's like, look, at the end of the day, if you have to make all of these concessions, like the game went from Thursday to Sunday to Wednesday, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> three different days, three different times, um, and I don't know how many announcements that took place that you know in between. And it just, I don't know. I feel like we all went into this knowing that there, that a cancellation was a possibility. And I think the NFL is just so dead set on not being, you know, a league where they have to have one. But it's going to happen sooner rather than later. So you might as well just do it. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how they got, why did they get moved? I don't know. That's the problem with the protocol is like that it's Denver. It's- Denver just played with Kendall Hinton. 
San Francisco, they played with like uh, the C squad like a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Why? Why does this game get to get moved twice? Yeah, the hypo- to the hypo- accommodate the players coming back and things like that. Yeah, the hypocrisy yeah. of of Roger Goodell is is very apparent. Uh, for the Denver situation, he claimed that that was a strategic reason why they didn't cancel the game. So I guess. Yeah, no one like, cares about Denver, so fuck them. Yeah, exactly. I guess, well, the fact that Baltimore had 12 fucking players on COVID IR, that doesn't mean, that, I mean, that's 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 considered non-strategic, I guess. So they just they just moved that game twice. So, uh, you know, whatever. Fuck. Who knows? Yeah, that's, that's again, the, the, the part that, because at the end of the day, they have discretion on, and they can make up reasons at, a, at their whim. Like, that's the problem. So whatever, I'm over it. Like, we're... We're we're going into week thirteen now. My hope is, you know, look, we got a few more weeks of this, and then we get into the playoffs. And even Goodell, like he denied the bubble concept because they asked him about it a few days ago, and and he's like, nope, not going to do it. He, even when we get to the playoffs, and it's less teams, and it's easier to manage. So, I think that he should look out for the players and uh, cancel the season and do the right <laughs> thing. <laughs> I, like I mean, you could that. slow. Yeah, you could slow roll it to week sixteen <laughs> if you want. I don't care. Just as long as you get it done. Hashtag I like, safety. I like where your head's at. Hashtag no refunds, turtle. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, we all swore on this amendment. <laughs> um. All right. So this week again was a, a very strange one because of what happened. So while we don't have a traditional waiver wire, we still have transactions. So Tony, I think you should play the sound bite waiver. anyway. Wire. Waiver wire. I love that soundbite. Brings us back to when Avica was in my house. Warren was in my house. Giuseppe was in my house doing a podcast. Ah, the good old days, right? Man, remember we used to do it in person every week. Yeah, every, you guys like after would, softball or yeah, whatever it was. You guys would jam into my uh, spare bedroom, which I made into a podcast studio. We would be feasting on leftover Halloween candy right up right about now, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, those Laffy Taffies, they're they're still good. You know? Yeah. Alright, so yeah. Uh apparently the waiver wire didn't exist this week. I was very confused. Um I tried to like make a bid yesterday after the game was over and it told me no. It's like, oh the waivers are over. This is like it's still stuck in last week. So I wake <laughs> up this morning expecting to see a waiver wire report and little did I find there was none and then like free agency was just open for everybody so we have a bunch of free moves this week I'm just gonna go down by team this is not chronological because I am lazy alright let's go the first team we have turtles fucking savages uh making a line change here uh (laughs) He drops the Titans defense, picks up the Raiders defense. He drops Kendall Hinton now that he knows that he can't get quarterback points from him and picks up Sterling Shepard. And he drops Matt Breida and picks up Adrian Peterson. Wow. Anything to say for yourself, Turtle? Uh, We're in shambles, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't Swift coming back this week? 
I saw a report that he is not officially like healed from his concussion. He's, he's is, off of it, and they said he, AP yeah. put it out there like he yeah. hasn't been the same since he's foggy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like Adrian <laughs> Peters is like, yeah, bro, hey, take another week. AP wants to play the Bears. <laughs> That's right. He wants that. He wants that new money too, man. He's like, hey, Swift, young fella, I got this one. <laughs> Uh, okay. So if he's putting all that effort in, I, I mean... You got to you know. go with him, yeah? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Uh, BDI. Now, this is interesting. I For weeks, I have been talking about how BDI has an empty bench slot on his team. And I think I just figured it out. He pulled off Brandon Ayuk off of the IR. So he was on COVID IR weeks ago, right? Yeah. So this idiot... Put a guy on IR and didn't replace him. <laughs> yeah. So why would you even put him on IR? The benefit of IR is then you free up that bench spot. You can pick up another player. But uh, apparently BDI missed the memo on that. Uh, maybe common sense didn't sink in, which I know we're all surprised by. But <laughs> uh, he's got a full team now. He's got Brendan Ayuk off of COVID IR. Next we have... Prime times rest in peace. Picking up Jeff Wilson and dropping Brian Hill. I guess that one week uh, three point performance was enough for him. Next, we have Worms team Taylor dropping Tony Pollard, picking up Jarek McKinnon. Everybody's picking up 49ers. I don't know what's going on. Like, uh, there's, there's three 49ers right there. I, uh, Is Mozart, like, already hurt again? Because he played last week and. Your thinking is that he would continue to gain more and more <laughs> carries as time goes on. Not but enough. everybody's scrambling to pick up 49er running backs. Only, well, only stretches now, mind you. <laughs> only stretches are True. picking up backup 49ers. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there. Very strange indeed. Uh, Giuseppe's the bone zone, picking up Hunter Henry and dropping Kalen Balage. Charger for charger. Yeah, uh, Chris Godwin's on a bye, and I doubt that Kenny Galladay is going to play, so I need a uh, an option. <laughs> so I picked up Hunter Henry. Bro, we got to talk about this for a hot minute. I cannot remember a week 13 buy. I know. <laughs> I remember week 10 buys. I remember maybe even a week 11. I do not recall a week 13 buy in my entire time playing fantasy football. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I absolutely have never, ever, ever remembered that. Like week 12, I think I, I remember seeing before, but never week 13. And it's, it's yeah, I mean, you've got Carolina's on a bye. You've got Tampa's on a bye. I don't know who else, but it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, because I would have noticed because this is intra-divisional play. This is prime time action here. We need all our guys. And the yeah. last pickup. We have K-Wall's Washington Cracka as Crackas picking up the Carolina defense. LOL, they're on a bye. And dropping the Denver defense. He's playing the long game? I uh, guess so. He's probably looking forward to week 14. So uh, They play Denver in week 14, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Hilarious. And that is going to do the waiver wire report for week 13. Fantastic. Now we move on to emails. There's a letter in your mailbox. And here we go. We've got one email from our most frequent emailer and Lou Gehrig-like streak. Although I guess that's a dated reference. It's a Cal Ripken-like streak, I guess, for, for emails. Micah sends this, this note 
subject line, Creamsicle Pirates and Division Championships. Tom Brady is old. Bruce Arians is stubborn. Why do they not break bread and chivapi over a return of the Creamsicle Pirate Bucks uniform? It solves all issues Tampa Bay has. This is science, folks. What are your guys' thoughts on those, the, the old throwback Tampa jerseys? I think they're overrated. I know a lot of people are nostalgic for them, but I kind of prefer their current color scheme with like the uh, the crimson and the gunmetal pewter. I like that. Turtle? Oh, we already went over this. I'm all about the the crazy oh, ones. You like the old yeah. ones? Okay, yeah. I, I think this yeah. is the Tampa has the literally the worst like original jerseys of any NFL team. Like, and that's like I, I like by a wide margin. Um, at the time of this writing, I was leading BDI by 41 points and confident the Steelers defense would not cover the gap today. This he sent through on Wednesday, which normally would have had a week that was already wrapped up, but that was not the case. So Ditka Division. Championship certificate will be on the line this weekend. Worm Predrich. Worm Predrich. Does not respond to calls or texts. For all <laughs> I know, he died in a California wildfire and Giuseppe is setting a weekly lineup and not telling us. But if Worm <laughs> is still alive and well, I wish him luck and much success in everything other than fantasy football. I want to buy lots of Chavapi and Ajivar. I don't know how to say that word. A-J-V-A-R. Okay. Thank you very much, Micah. Um, that is an interesting point. Uh, I have not heard from Worm since the draft, so he might be onto something. You know what I'm saying? I uh, did reach out to him in, in hopes of getting him to be on the podcast for the first time since he has stopped doing the podcast and he said he was, he's too busy with work and uh, the, the, the baby and the, I guess like, what do you call like when they're more than toddlers, but like, like, I don't know when they're like four or five years old. Turtle, what's you the got term one of those. Don't what don't you? Yeah. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> Babies. <laughs> well, okay. He's got one of that age too. To yeah. yeah. To I got a six way, year so. old. So I, I mean, yeah. I don't know what to call. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's there's a term for the other ones, right? There's like infants, for sure. Yeah, there's, infant, you know, toddler, toddler, and then there's something. Then there's adolescence, and then there's you know teenagers. Like, what's that in between? Young boy, I don't know. Is that the asshole age? I think that might be the asshole age. <laughs> That's like the uh, throwing a fit in a Walmart age, probably. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much, Micah, for your email. Um, one last thing I want to talk about, it wasn't an email, but it was on the message board. And I don't think we're ever going to get an answer to this because Santino lost, but he did post something on the message board that I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but he says that something is coming soon to you and your cohort. Any guesses on what the cohort is? Cohort. Worms cohort. Yeah, that's what he said. Maybe he's talking says, about Remember the, the episode of The Walking Dead where Negan squashed that Asian American's head like a pumpkin and he turned around and snapped that hillbilly's neck like a twig? So do I. Something is coming soon to you and your cohort. Hmm. Maybe he's uh, lumping Micah in with Worm, maybe, since uh, they used to work at Toys R Us back in the day. Could be. Because they're both in, they're all in the same division now. You you got to realize that. So. True. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I never figured it out, and I don't think we're ever going to get an answer because Santino didn't win. I hope I get the Thanksgiving pod or the Thanksgiving promo from last year before we find out about the cohort, though, because I'm still <laughs> still waiting on that. 
how do we do with the predictions uh, last week? And is am I officially mathematically eliminated so I can stop uh, picking opposite of you? I don't think I don't think you're eliminated just yet, but it's close. Uh, we were yeah. terrible, actually. Uh, Turtle and Giuseppe led the way with three out of six, and I had a stinker. I went two out of six. Yes. Micah actually <laughs> led the way with four out of six. <clears throat> so season long total, I'm in the lead with fifty. Turtle has crept up. He's now in second place with 42. And Giuseppe is in the basement with 40 correct predictions. Okay. Well, now I guess we get into the matchups for this week. Uh, This week is a little fucked up again because of the bullshit last week. So now we have two Monday night games and a Tuesday game. So uh, let's go to the Balls Mahoney, which which the uh, divisional race is very, very interesting. We have three teams... At eight and four, uh, and I think primetime has the same divisional record as I do, so this could come down to tiebreakers after these last two weeks. Let's keep that in mind. The first tiebreaker is divisional record, and the second tiebreaker is points scored overall, I believe. I looked today, and I think those are the two. Okay, Hmm. first matchup. We have primetime's Rest in peace versus Kowalski's Cracka ass crackas. Now Kowalski, I believe, is on a six or seven game win streak. Uh, it's pretty wild, and this is even money. This is a pick'em, but I guess <laughs> Kowalski didn't get the memo about the bye weeks because he's still got a bye week player. So I'm guessing that whatever player he slides in will give him the slight edge in this one, according to RT Sports. So Giuseppe, who do you got? Okay, so the reason why I think it's a wash is because I don't know if Salvan Ahmed is playing this week either. Um, I read that Miles Gaskin is looking more and more likely to start. Or maybe RT is claiming that he's going to score zero points. Maybe that's yeah, yeah. So maybe he's got him at zero because or they got him at zero because he didn't play last week, and I don't think they probably have any signs of uh, definitive knowledge that he's going to play this week. So. Here, here we here we go. I mean, Kowalski's going to have to plug in either. Okay, who are his options at running back? We got the ageless one, Frank Gore, who, believe it or not, has actually put together two consecutive good games: twelve against the Chargers and seven against the Dolphins. And they're at home against Vegas, and Vegas is really not that good defensively. They gave up what forty something to Atlanta, so because they had a bunch of guys on COVID, I think. Um, I don't know if those guys are back now, and that's going to change things. Jordan Wilkins, who really hasn't done anything since he had that one good week. And Le'Veon Bell, who, I don't know. It doesn't matter who runs the ball for Kansas City. Nobody does anything. So that's definitely going to be a disadvantage for Kowalski. Uh, the one big benefit I on paper is that you've got the Packers at home against Philly, but Philly did a pretty good job stopping Seattle with the exception of DK Metcalf. So I don't know. I think this is going to be a pretty close game here. I'm going to take uh, prime time in the upset because I think you're going to pick Kowalski here, uh, Tony. So I'm going to go prime time here in the upset. Maybe the Taysom Hill has a really good game. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's got a couple guys who can score. That's that's for sure with Tyler Lockett and Travis Kelsey. So let's let's see what happens here. But let's let's take uh, prime time. 
man. I actually thought Tony was going to take prime time. Uh, I'm going to take K-Wall. I think this Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams thing is crazy right now, so I'll keep riding that train. Okay. I am going to go with Kowalski. I think uh, I love a, a good – shit. I take prime time. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll keep my pick. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. So – Last week, I, I was dreading this uh, co- the, the, his Packers versus the Bears, and I was paying extra attention to where Devontae Adams was at all times. And you know what they did that was really smart, and the Bears are too fucking stupid to figure it out? Uh, they knew that Kyle Fuller would not play slot. So what did they do? They moved Devontae Adams into the slot, I think about 80% of the plays that he was there. So he's really the coach there, the floor, whatever his name is. He's really good at finding matchups for Devontae Adams. And I think that's probably why he's been so success, successful. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Jim Schwartz is one of the stubbornest coaches in the NFL. And he happens to coach the defense for Philadelphia. So what does that mean? That means Devontae Adams is going to have a huge game again. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a huge game again. And Bishop is starting a dolphin named Salmon. So I'm going to go with Kowalski. Next. Yes, play Frank Gore. (laughs) Yes, we want (laughs) to see Frank Gore in the lineup. Absolutely. Next matchup. We have Turtles fucking Savages versus my COVID mania. And I am a 18-point favorite in this one, Giuseppe. So I have to ask you. Who's winning? Who's winning is you. Who I'm predicting to win is Turtle because you're going to pick you. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go with Turtle here. Let's let's pretend that some of these guys have a big game, like uh, Julio, who hasn't practiced yet. And, <laughs> God, damn it! This is so <laughs> terrible. Just like I have luck. Take the lock. I mean, fine. I mean, yeah, whatever. It's Tony. Like as much as I want to pick, pick you, Turtle. Like you got, you got a, you know, you got injuries. You got bye weeks. You got bad matchups. Like it's a, it's a combination of all three here. So I'm gonna have to go with Tony. As much as I really know that he's gonna pick himself, and I would like to gain ground, but if I lose, it means I lose ground. So I'm gonna, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm taking the chalk. Uh, Tony's winning. His team is better. If he loses, that ain't good. Uh, so he's going to win easily. His team is, is great, top to bottom. <laughs> You're right. I am going to pick myself, and you are right. If I lose, it will not be good. That is that is 100% accurate. The only shot you got here, Turtle, is uh, Russell Wilson waking up. He has been on a, a very bad couple of weeks here. Uh, he hasn't scored 20 points since week eight. So, um, I'm hoping that, uh, this is not the week that he wakes up, but even if Julio Jones does play, guess, I mean, Lattimore plays him very well. So I like him to have a dud game anyway, even if he is healthy. And, uh, I think I got pretty good matchups. I got Dalvin Cook versus Jacksonville. 
And uh, I think that's going to be a good one. I think I will win. And let's go to the next matchup. We have Giuseppe's The Bone Zone versus Matt's. I'm not even going to say his team name because he didn't put in the effort to change his team name. So I'm not going to give him any shine. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to call it Team Spam. I'm very disappointed because I wanted to hear... Uh, a really good theme, and I think he probably would have had a nice one set up for me, like he did the first time. But uh, you know I what? Didn't get it. I actually appreciate it because he's he's like, oh, I'm playing Giuseppe. He's not even worth my time to put in a, a, a hilarious theme song. So Turtle Giuseppe is a ten point favorite against Matt. He has Teddy Bridgewater on a buy, so he will have to hit the waiver wire or. Start the Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback, which is, I think, is that still that Luton guy or whatever his name is? It was Mike Glennon last week. Oh, that's right. It was know. Mike Glennon. That's right. <laughs> Ooh. So Mike Glennon <laughs> versus Giuseppe uh, Turtle. So uh, what do you think is going to happen here? I was just looking on the waiver wire to see if there was a better quarterback. There's not. There was last week, Philip Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, <laughs> You'd have a steal right now. Um, let's see. I, I'm i going to go with the team that's not injured. And uh, I think Matt's going to win. It's going to be really, really close. But um, I, I think Matt has just enough to pull it out. Austin Eckler, first game back, he just, what, 11 catches, 85 yards. So he's in full uh, go. Allen Robinson seems to be doing good. Detroit has nobody defensively. Um, and just Giuseppe seems banged up. Jameson Crowder, Pittman, Hunter Henry, I mean, they're fine, but they're not going to blow anyone away and, and whatever. But uh, it's all on Deshaun Watson. Uh, that's his chance. So I'm going to take Matt. I'm going to follow that up. And agree. I think Matt will win this week. Uh, I I love that Austin Eckler came back last week and caught like 11 passes, which is, that's how he makes his money. Um, I don't think there's a chance in hell that James White scores two more touchdowns this week. Uh, that, that dude is entirely touchdown dependent. Uh, that's rough. And I look at your wide receivers and I see a tight end, uh, a junior of a former NFL player, and Jamison Crowder. That is, uh, that's real bad. Uh, Allen Robinson and Mitch Trubisky usually tear up the Detroit Lions. So I'm going to think that that's going to happen again. And I'm going to pick Matt. Cool. I will pick me because I need to gain some ground. Uh, you're right. I'm very Deshaun Watson dependent right now. And it's a very difficult matchup against the Colts. The Colts have a, a very good defense. So... I'm not feeling great about that, but I think uh, my wild card might be Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is is a very good running back. I've been very very happy with what's happened since since he's returned. You know, I'd love more goal line carries, but last week he kind of uh, really took over versus uh, Kareem Hunt. So I'm hoping that's the case again because t- Tennessee's a, a tough tough match for them. Crowder, I mean, uh, yeah, he's not great, but you know, he's got you've got second week with Darnold back, and he he does do better with Darnold than he did with Flacco. And Vegas has a really bad defense, 
So, I mean, there, there's some there's some possibilities there. Hunter Henry's been very consistent the last few weeks, and the Patriots' defense is, is nothing to, to write home about. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, obviously, but I think that there's uh, enough wiggle room for me to get a victory here. So I'm going to pick me, especially since it probably hurts my chances of getting in the lottery. So I'm, that, might, that might be a, a reason why I went to. Okay. Let's go to the next matchup. We have Pee-wee McLean. This is for the division, I believe. Uh, well, not totally, but uh, Mike can back, get back in it here if he wins. Pee-wee McLean's BDI is a, BDI is a coward versus Mike's mask up bitches. Uh, Mike is a three-point favorite, and I will go ahead first on this one. Uh, I'm going to take Mike. Uh, I don't really love his matchups per se, but I see uh, two Tennessee Titans wide receivers in the lineup. Um, Pee-wee's team is just flooded with bad running backs like Benny Snell, Daryl Henderson, Devontae Booker. Dude, you gotta you gotta get some wide receivers on your team, man. You cannot be playing Corey Davis in a, a game that can decide your divisional uh, success here. Um, yeah, I uh, I think Alvin Kamara probably breaks back into the swing of things this week against Atlanta. Um, uh, yeah, I'm gonna take Mike. I'll go. Um, thank you. Uh, this made this one easy. I'm going to take Pee Wee McLean. Um, <laughs> there's th- that that Tennessee game is a 53 and a half total. I think they're going to air it out. Tannehill, I mean, he's just efficient. He he gets it done. Corey Davis, if he gets a touchdown, it's just gravy at this point. Uh, Josh Jacobson and Edwards Alaire is scary, but I think they uh, they are enough along with Kyler Murray to to do this. Yeah, I'm going to agree with with Turtle here. I mean. It's this one's for all the marbles for Pee Wee McLean. They control their own destiny. If they win this game, they win the division. It's done. So I think they're going to try to square it away with not having to sweat it out the next week. The the injury concern for Josh Jacobs is something, but he does have Booker as a backup. So that's that's nice to have the handcuff there. Yeah, while the wide receivers aren't outstanding by any means, McLaurin and AJ Brown can more than hold their own. And I mean, the Saints defense, if Julio doesn't play, Oh boy, they they got a, a really tasty matchup because Matt Ryan does not move like he is not elusive, efficient, or whatever. And there's there's no threat of a running game of Todd Gurley. Laugh if you will, but he's much more of a threat than Edo Smith. Then the Saints can just pin their ears back. And similar to what happened last week to Denver, they held them to three points. Not to say they're going to hold Atlanta to three points, but they're going to get a lot of damage done defensively. So they got a a nice opportunity to score some points there. Miami's kicker, by the way, is fantastic. The man, I don't think. His his missed like I think he's missed like one field goal this entire season. He scored double digits like five or six weeks in a row, and they're playing Cincinnati. Like he's due for he can give twelve to fifteen points right there, and that's that might even be more than Kamara scores. So I'm I'm going Pee Wee McLean here. Okay, let's go to the next matchup, and we're heading to the uh, <laughs> to to the Ditka, uh, unfortunately. Um, and the first game here, we have Santino, fantasy football team name, versus BDI's President Emperor D's Nuts. This is this game has high uh, influence on the lottery situation and Turtles bet situation. So, 
Turtle, I'm going to ask you first. Uh, BDI is an eight-point favorite. Santino has not yet changed his lineup. He still has two bi-week players in his lineup. So what do you think is going to happen this one? I'm going to go against my normal Santino rule, where if his lineup isn't complete ahead of time, I will not uh, pick him. Um, he seems engaged and ready to uh, to deal damage, and damage he will do to BDI, who sucks. So I got Santino winning. Easy. Okay, so psychologically, I need to try to figure out which way Tony is going to lean here. Um, I'm going to guess Tony picks Santino. So I'll take BDI, despite him being the lowest scoring team last week and has a decent opportunity of being that again this week for reasons I had mentioned for other games, like Matt Ryan is going up against a tough defense. But you never know. Maybe Julio's there as a decoy, and that draws Lattimore out, so that way Ridley can can do some damage. You never know. Uh, Naheem Hines, Houston doesn't really have that great of a defense, and he seems to be obviously the pass-catching option. Uh, Adam Thalen's back, and they're playing Jacksonville. He He's put up big numbers before. He might be able to do it again. So let's uh, go with BDI here. Yes, yes, yes. I love Santino this week. Uh, I think uh, Matt Ryan's in big trouble this week if uh, Julio doesn't play. I think Adam Thielen is not going to get the work that he's usually getting because they play Jacksonville. They're not going to need to throw the ball very much. Uh, Mike Williams is a two- or three-catch guy at most. And uh, Santino has Patrick Mahomes on his team still. Um, And I like Santino both as a person and as a fantasy football owner this week. Uh, Question for you guys. Who do you think is his second keeper behind Mahomes? Is it Claypool or Jefferson? Jefferson. I think he'd probably keep Rex Burkhead if he could. Just because Claypool mean, has all his touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Actually, hold on. Jarvis Landry. Yeah, it's definitely the Cleveland Browns defense. I think we figured <laughs> it out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's go to the last matchup. We have a huge game in the division. We have Worms, Team Taylor versus Micah's Legion of Zubas, both teams at 7-5. and five. Um, Micah is an 8.5-point favorite, Giuseppe. Yes, and this is a game. It's very, 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 very important for, for Worm because if he loses, he's done. Micah is undefeated in the division thus far. So Ooh. He, even if Micah loses next week and Worm wins and they end up with a tie record, Micah would be 5-1 and one in the division, which is better than everybody else. So right. this is must-win for Worm. A loss here, and he's out of it. So Micah is in a similar situation as Pee Wee McLean, the two, uh, the two divisions that are, are, are able to be clinched in Week 13. So with all that being said, and all that we saw last week, remember, Worm was the highest-scoring team last week. He's made some updates to his roster in terms of the lineup. He's got Alan Lazard in there. Hmm. Man, oh man. Micah is an eight and a half point favorite, and that's with with just cause because he's, he's, his lineup is more well-rounded and balanced, and Tony's definitely going to lean that direction. So I'm going to take Worm. I know that Tyree Kill probably can't score 45 again, but if he can score 25 or 30 coupled with 
you know, a couple of other decent games, but out of Montgomery and um, Lazard, that, that's going to get him a long way there. Jared Goff is turnover prone. So Arizona, you know, has an opportunity at home to to do some damage there. I, we, I've, I've had to start him in a game where he turned the ball over four times. So that's one way of getting points. And uh, Philly is garbage. So, you know, Mason Crosby can get some points there. So, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go worm here in the uh, upset. I'm going to pick Worm as well. I don't understand this. Why is Alan Lazard in his lineup? Why not? Why, why the fuck is Amari Cooper on the bench? Oh, I didn't even see that. Uh, Baltimore's defense? Question mark? I mean, great. That justifies Alan Lazard over Amari Cooper? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just like why get why get weird now? You started Amari Cooper every other game this entire season, and now it's all on the line, and you got Alan Lazard in the lineup. I don't know if it's a troll or if it's real, but uh, it seems like an overthink. Um, either way, I think he's going to to go ahead and pull it out here. <laughs> I love that. These <laughs> I love that you criticize <laughs> I mean, his lineup for three minutes, and then you still pick him. I love it. Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> the other side, the other side is Derrick Henry and people. <laughs> You That's know, like right. Christian Kirk, you're in the same boat on the other side. Like if he just puts Amari Cooper in his lineup, he has Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, Zach Moss, David Montgomery. Uh, you know, he has players there. Um, Zeke is just like a shell of himself going against that same defense that we're benching Amari Cooper over. I, I just don't. Uh, Worm's going to get lucky and win a very, 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 very close game. Okay, you heard it here first. I'm going to play contrarian here. I'm going to go with the favorite uh, from you guys. Uh, I like Micah. I like Derrick Henry. Uh, he turns into a bulldozer this time of year. Uh, he had a huge game last week. I think it will continue. And uh, his Steeler combination of, of Roethlisberger and Juju get uh, get the Washington football team this week. Uh, Juju had a great game last week, I think about 15 points or so. Uh, so I'm going to take Micah. And because Worm is playing two Lions, uh, David Montgomery, and Alan Lazard. I cannot, in good faith, pick a team like that to win a game, let alone a division. So I'm going to go with Micah. Wait, did you just say Juju had a good game last week? Uh, yeah. Against, uh, oh, Baltimore. Yeah. Weird. Yesterday. Uh, yes- yeah, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm well aware, but we're benching Amari Cooper going against Baltimore. Well, I'm not, Alan Lazard. I'm not benching him. Fucking worm is. I got me, it. Bro. I just, what the fuck? <laughs> can't show up for a podcast. Can't make a real team. Let's do this shit. I love it. Okay. Uh, breakout player time, guys. Uh, let's pick a guy and get out of here. So who do you got? Amari Cooper. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a good one to pick i'm gonna go darren waller the jets defense is bad they gave up uh at least one touchdown to a tight end against miami last week and darren waller is much better than both mike gusecki and adam shaheen so i see him having a big game for kowalski i'm gonna go with robert woods aka bobby trees i think uh he'll get into the end zone this week um and santino will win Awesome. And that's going to do it for our week 13 preview fantasy football scoop and poop. All right, show's over. I'm tired.
and Poop Fantasy Podcast, now available on iTunes. Also, email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com. <laughs>